Hello, everyone, and welcome to an episode of HR from Happy Valley. We are the Professional Panthers. My name is Sherry. I'm Luke. This is Daniel. And I'm Howie. We are all a mix of junior and senior students, and we are all in hospitality, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Our group is culturally rich. Uh, we have international Chinese students. We have a Chinese American student. We have a Dutch student. He'll be joining us a little bit later. And we have an American student. So we got our name, Professional Panthers, because we wanted to be professional. We all like black and black clothing because it's easiest to coordinate. And Panthers are just pretty cool. Coolest big cat, I'd say, yeah. Big cats. I love cats. So uh, once again, my name is Sherry. I am from Hershey, Pennsylvania. Future plans after graduation. I would love to get into meetings and events planning. And a fun fact about me is that I can speak four languages. Uh, so yeah, I'm Luke. I'm also senior HM and I hope after I graduate to work for an international hotel chain or for a cruise line generally just uh, travel the world, gain like some experience and all that well having fun earn a little money you know um and fun fact about me is uh i like to skateboard and play guitar in my free time not at the same time but you know that'd be kind of that'd be kind of cool if you did it same would time. be really cool <laughs> wouldn't it? yeah hey everyone this is daniel and uh, i'm a senior i'm graduated this semester and already be america eight years i took my high school in maryland and uh, most of finished my America study life. Oh, nice. Hmm. And I'm Howie. I'm from China. I'm currently a senior student at Penn State. And the reason why I chose this major is that I really love traveling around and I love experiencing different cultures. Yep, it's the place to be for that. Yeah, I hope hospitality takes me all over the globe. So let me explain our podcast structure for you guys. So there's going to be two segments. One is here's the buzz and here's a buzz is a collective um, sharing of information from different articles of what each of us found to be interesting or relevant. And we'll share some of our thoughts and opinions. And then the next segment is hot topics where we will introduce our Dutch guest and interview about our Christmas in the workplace, our challenges, our issues that we all think are pretty important to discuss about. And so, yeah, without further ado, let's jump right into here's the buzz. All right, so I will be talking about my article, and this is from Forbes magazine, and we are talking about how depression is on the rise since the onset of the pandemic. And this is by Clarissa Bradstock, um, written in August 29 of 2022. So there are constant health threats, economic uncertainty, higher prices at pump stations and grocery stores. And increased numbers of shooting all over the country can really make a person anxious for the everyday everyday type of things. Um, there are questions about how companies are going to support employee mental health. Like, what are they going to do? Like, what are they going to do about it? But it's not all about HR providing better mental health benefits and in company insurance packages and as I was reading this, I related back to how we talked about in class about 
insurance policies and plans and benefits and how every company has like their own um, package deal. And according to an article report, Mind the Workplace, Employer Responsibility to Employee Mental Health, it surveyed employees that said workplace stress affects their relationship with family, friends, and coworkers. Cited among the biggest reasons that 56% of workers are looking for a new job compared to 40% of those polled four years ago. So there's an increase. Stress in the workplace decreases employee effectiveness and productivity due to concentration issues. Now, the responsibility of employers to address the mental well-being of employees is much more crucial than ever. And employees are reevaluating their priorities. And if they cannot achieve a good work-life balance, they're going to look towards where the grass is greener, meaning they're going to go look for places where they feel like they're being valued, more money, maybe more benefits that suits their lifestyle. Right. And it's just good business. I mean, at the end yeah. of the day. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because you want to treat your employees well, but that doesn't mean just ensuring you make money. You know, they're a human being too. Like, you kind of have to take care of them in every aspect. Like, you know, some things could happen and all of a sudden then they're like not happy. They're like depressed. You as a manager should, you know, be proactive and see that and, you know, and be understanding and be more human, I should say. I mean, be respect, right? Be respectful, yeah, Yeah. definitely. Because you never know what, what someone's going through. You know, you don't, want to set them off because you know everyone has something that they're going through that maybe not a lot of people know we don't want to be rude we don't want to be disrespectful treat everyone with respect yeah Yeah. as you said daniel so yeah in the article they have they came up with like a plan um the first one was to prioritize customization meaning like companies mental health plan needs to be flexible and customized to everyone because not everyone is the same um make this um like the mental health thing like an investment like better company culture starts when employees feel that they are heard and are valued which is true because why would you want to work for a company that you know that doesn't care about you um also to educate your staff consider mental health trainings for employees to identify signs of stress and burnout i think that's really important because we might be more burnt out than we realize and then we crash and that's not good yeah um yeah no definitely yeah communication is key um because for too long mental health has had stigmas attached to it and talking about it make me feel make people feel like uncomfortable especially for men like i don't know what it is but more women are like speaking up about like the mental health but men are still like not really doing that probably because of the stigmatization behind it like you know if men talk about mental health they're yeah. seen as weak they're seen as you know like Culture, you know not manly you know I mean, no macho exactly it's that's the way it is it's more oppressive than some governments even you got like uh culture just prevents people from saying what they really feel and yeah it's very very toxic that's exactly it's and very very toxic that's yeah the upside of it i guess is that in in positions of management you have the uh the ability to shape that the culture the company culture exactly on. yeah yeah, so I, I think there is some reason for optimism there. Um, and to, to speak, so it sounds like uh, you've done a lot about uh, the uh, the ramifications of mental health and well-being and work. Um, so 
actually segues really nicely into what I was looking into. So I'm Luke. I'm behind the Something to Think About desk. And I will cover an article here by one Ann Turgeson in the Wall Street Journal, published uh, December 29th, 2022. It says, uh, headline is, your 401k isn't enough to invest for retirement, build friendships and hobbies. And now she essentially makes a case that, you know, it's commonly thought of retirement is basically saving for the future. It's all it really is. And it's you're putting away something to have more later. Uh, so you, you, you're you're looking forward, um, but having the money isn't going to be everything because you have all the money in the world. It's what what can you do with it if if you don't know where you're going? I mean, so the, the, essentially she's discussing what you need to really be happy besides money, and that's where the the four hundred one k isn't enough. Even though it sounds kind of like a a business piece, it's not. It's talking about the importance of making genuine connections, finding real fulfilling hobbies that can take you further into your uh, into your old age. So you're not, you know, just sitting there and rotting away watching a television until it's time to expire. So you can basically uh, <laughs> you, you make those real connections. And it goes in to, to the point of this author. I really agree with um, it says that most people are in the exact same boat when you uh, they they desire human connection just as much. People are lonelier than ever, and I, I believe that goes back to what Sherry was saying about um about depression. It's it's mostly because we're social animals, and then we take it all onto ourselves, and we're all the worse off for it. So, I mean, talk to people, talk to that person when you see them if you think uh, you you might have something in common, because you probably do. That's the moral of the story. It's one way to sort of save for retirement and build up that uh that social safety net as opposed to that financial safety net. That's what she's really getting at there. So I, I think that's something to think about. I think that's worthwhile. Something everybody should really consider is what are you going to do once you uh once you're not working anymore? Yeah, I want to jump onto that and say that um I forgot who said this, but there's a saying that goes, you know, the amount of money that you earn is infinite you will never earn enough money in your entire life for you to even be satisfied. So exactly. don't even think too much about it. Enjoy life while as is, because, you know, money you can go and earn, but what if happens you lose like out on, yeah, yeah, if you lose out on like the goodness of life, you know, life's what happens while you're waiting for something else to happen. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. don't, don't worry about the future. You won't like you can't think about that, right? In the moment, eleven. Yeah. Go ahead, Daniel. What was your article? Okay, my article actually, my desk is about here's something important. Uh, because I think uh, everything has an important cause or effect. So my article, the first one is called "How to Become a Better Leader." Uh, it it's read by expert panel, which is uh, from Forbes Council member on December first, two thousand twenty-two. So, be a good leader can foster a workplace that uh, generally sports work life balance, encourages people to feel uh comfortable about expressing themselves freely and uh, share their personal passions. More likely than not, this sport will also bridge the gap between staff members of all levels, uh, laying the groundwork for team building and uh, solder retention. The article mentions several case points. The most important for for me, I think, um, uh, humanize yourself to build a relationship. Also, uh, 
read widely is uh, another important thing. That means you can keep like study and learn new uh learn new knowledge. My second article is called "How to Manage a Virtual Workplace." This is read by Judge Dabai. Since COVID happened, uh, telecommuting is already the like no more and will move in this uh, direction in the future. Uh, a virtual workplace will make uh, companies more uh, physically effective, saving them from spending on unnecessary cost. Also, it will make most employees physically happier because of greater flex uh, flexibility that comes with working from home. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds interesting. And I have experienced that too, especially during the COVID time. And um, it's how again, and let's move on to the desk I'm speaking from. Here's something to watch out for. Um, in the corporate world, graduates and professionals are finding platforms to develop their careers and earn a living. Managers and employers are meeting challenges in managing employees and creating a necessary workplace environment where workers feel motivated and satisfied. Following the hard economic time, employers opt to reduce the investment in motivating employees and thus are forced to create a more challenging environment for the employees, such as that the business make a profit. And the challenge leaves the employees with the dilemma of having to choose between staying in the struggling work environment or living for greener pastures. And to understand this further, we are going to discuss the article, should you create a chaotic job right now or stick it out? And this article brings out the real issue that most job seekers are facing in, in the work environment. In pursuit of growing one's career and professions, one needs to learn from their job. A chaotic work environment does not allow um, such de development and one may easily lose hope in their career and make poor decisions. Therefore, choosing to leave the draining job and seek a better one is the key to build one's profession and career. In addition, for the sake of one's well-being, there's no need to stay in such a training job. However, not all hard or challenging circumstances are worth branding a job as training. There are boundaries that um, employees should observe to and try to bring solution to such minor challenges that come up in their workplace instead of quitting. Yeah, so um, I think you said something about um, dream job. Mm -hmm. And that really kind of stuck out to me because so many people have been chasing their dream job only to realize that maybe it's actually not what they expected. And that kind of like, um, kind of related back to my uh, mental health kind of thing where mm -hmm. people either fall back or they become more um, optimistic and be like, okay, so let's do something else. And not a lot of people have the strength to be so optimistic. Um, I feel like if your dream job was right in front of your face and you got a taste of it, but it wasn't what you expected it to be, 
then it's like your expectations kind of like went down the drain, you know? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, and we are going to go right into hot topics. Um, everyone, stay put. I will go and grab our special guest. Hang tight. Hey guys, guess what? What's what? What? We have a special guest with us today. I'll have him introduce himself. So take it away. Hello, my name is Joppe de Reus. I'm 23 years old and I live in the Netherlands. And I'm a fourth year student at the Hotel Management School in Maastricht. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. So we are in the hot topics segment and our HR issue is Christmas and the workplace. And this issue is pretty important and relevant, I feel like, because there's so much challenges around um, Christmas in the workplace. And we're going to talk about that in depth a little bit, but I'm going to explain the Q&A format. So for round one, we're all going to say our situation or our challenge that we find is relevant. And then we're going to move on to our solution. And then we're going to transition to an open discussion, the free-for-all, um, whatever you guys want to talk about. And then after that, we're going to have our last round, which is our concluding points in five words. So I can start us off and my situation slash challenge would be culture, because when you're working with other people, you never know what types of culture that they're from, um, if they even celebrate Christmas, you know, and it's important, I feel like, to not make them feel left out because if let's say I celebrate Christmas but my employees or like my workers don't like you know it could make them feel um alienized othered yeah yeah so that's that's something that I think is pretty important that's very important to focus on with like how alienated everybody feels in the wake of COVID and such like that yeah 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 I mean, uh, I think, yeah, I mean, I'll jump on that, too, because I, I actually saw a really interesting article in NPR, and it's a commonly known trend, but um, religion in the United States is sort of on the downswing. It's becoming some something of a more secularized society, and I mean, the data here in this NPR article said something like, um, from 90% of the population uh, consider themselves Christian in this country, it's down to about 64%, and you got to figure how that relates to uh to celebrations in the workplace. I mean, many of the uh, the most important holidays in this country, the government holidays, are they have religious roots. I mean, Easter and Christmas yeah, too, yeah. too, right? So, yeah. I mean, and you got to wonder what that's going to look like if you'd see some tension between people who may uh, be very fundamentally religious and some people who may be actively opposed to that. They may see harm done. They may take it you, you can imagine there would be some some potential for like antagonizing oh yeah there's tension there's definitely there, tension there yeah oh yeah. yeah i mean i i think it's something that and that's a challenge i think a lot of people are going to face definitely in our lifetime as managers definitely mm -hmm. I mean, you're already seeing what happens now is to take a look around in the uh, in the culture of this country yeah. but um yeah i mean what do you think daniel anything yeah that's true like um like a different country culture is different so you know yeah culture and religion politics are all like completely intertwined so yeah definitely um 
Yeah, I think, uh, for example, in my country, the Netherlands, uh, the Christmas is also like different because uh, we celebrate Christmas on uh, the 25th and the 26th of December. So it's like an, uh, a two-day celebration. And I think that's already different from in the United States. Yeah, yeah. like, yeah, in China, like, we celebrated uh, Christmas, but we don't have like any rest day for that, uh, you know, the, like the holiday thing. Like we still work or still like go to school, stuff for yeah. study. Oh, so you guys don't have breaks or anything? No, no, no break. No. Only oh. like you can step, celebrate uh, like during the night, but uh, no, no any break. And you go to school the next day. Yeah. That's sad. <laughs> oh. Oh yeah, because I I heard somewhere that um that they give like extra money if you choose to work. Is that true, Daniel? Yeah, that's true. Like you know, be, like a, a not anyone has a lecture for being able to take time off work to celebrate the holidays. So mm -hmm. like for those who do have to work during the holiday, it can be like char uh, challenging to fail festival and the joyful like however there are ways employers can make the holiday season special for their employees even if they have to work and like, i think for the for the chinese holiday if they choose to work during the chinese holiday they can get triple of the paid oh really yeah that's interesting but only for the chinese holiday not the international yeah, uh -huh. like like a Chinese experience festival, you know what I mean? Like, I see, I see. Yeah. So, Howie, what's your challenge or issue in Christmas in the workplace? Um, the challenge I found is um is about sh scheduling, um scheduling the time off Good during time. the Christmas and the holiday season can be a challenge for the companies as many employees request time off during that time. And uh, this can lead to staff staffing shortage and operational issues. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yope, didn't you um, talk about communication? I think that's pretty important if you want to schedule time off that you should do it ahead of time. Otherwise that's... it's going to be very crazy and hectic. Yes, I think uh, it's like a combination of a lack of staff and, and yeah, like a poor communication. Uh, because uh, many workplaces experience an increase in workload during the Christmas days, for example. And I think an effective communication among staff becomes crucial for smooth operations. But uh, yeah, however, uh, yeah, the problem can arise during this period because the poor, there is a poor staff communication, which can result in several negative consequences. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the main reasons for poor communication during the Christmas is a lack of clarity regarding the work schedules and the expectations uh, because within increased workloads uh, the staff may become overwhelmed and important information may not be effectively communicated to everyone and a lot of people they just don't want to work during the christmas days so you you also got like the lack of staff what i mentioned before yeah that's a good point the stuff about um not being clear about expectations i think that's pretty relevant here in America too. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, all right, so we're gonna move on to round two. Um, so I want to ask you guys one to two managerial solutions or best practices that you guys think can combat your challenge or issue. So as for me, 
my cultural issue. I think what we can do as employees and managers is just to be more aware of um, what diverse backgrounds everyone's from and then you know make them feel included make them feel welcome make them feel like you know they're still in the group whether they celebrate the holidays or not um, instead of just saying merry christmas you know you could just say happy holidays you know, right. you know something simple and generic as that could make people feel like oh you know they're still a part of this company culture even though you know this person may not celebrate christmas you know yeah, yeah, I think that's exactly the way to look at it. I mean, one, another article suggests ways to uh, foster inclusivity in like these changing times. I mean, that's one of the ways that I think is the best way is to solicit feedback from uh, from employees. So like actually go, you know, instead of just assuming everybody's going to like go with what you're saying, I mean, ask them like, hey, do you what do you celebrate what do you believe you know I mean like not in a way that would make them feel uncomfortable yeah not like you know super direct but exactly yeah, and yeah. like get an idea for it so like maybe like because I mean there's no harm done like if you know maybe somebody who's uh orthodox Jewish you wish them a happy Hanukkah I mean it, there's no harm in that it's it's not like you're forcing on everybody else so oh, yeah, it's, no. I think I like, coming yeah, up I with like that better to um <laughs> ask exactly and you come no. yeah and you know i mean saying happy holidays is like a good like safe baseline if you just want to express mm -hmm. like general cheer but like if it's somebody yeah. you know is this is important to them then i mean it's it's only right it's only human to uh to approach with that you know extend mm -hmm. that that leaf or that olive branch you know yeah daniel i'm kind of curious what do you think manager should do regarding the whole money issue now this can be either for in china or uh -huh. america what do you think managers should do with that like um you know i think it's actually like the actual pay for like those who works on holiday like uh, it can be a financial incentive like that let uh, the employer employees feels up uh, up fresh uh, like a uh, feel like valued during the holiday season mm -hmm. and uh, also like uh, the employers can offer other uh like bonus or gift card to give them the employees okay like, yep that's yep do um does china have like pay time off is that a thing uh yes i'm company do that yeah but sometimes okay. so maybe yeah. they can take advantage of that and be like hey you know since i haven't used much of my pay time off maybe i could you know do that and yeah yeah okay yope for your communications yeah what do you think managers should do so like well, we'll step away uh, from just being more clear but what do you think could be like another angle of approach for this yes i think to address these communication problems during christmas uh, employers and managers can take several steps like uh, first they can ensure that work schedules and expectations are clearly communicated to all staff and yeah this can be achieved through regular team meetings or like using a centralized communication tool that everyone everyone can access because I think uh, the communication among staff is crucial during the Christmas period to ensure that uh, 
the work tasks are completed on time and to maintain staff moral. Um, yeah, I think it's important like that. I agree. I agree. Yeah, what about you, Howie? And um, for me to manage the holiday scheduling, the managerial level should implement a clear policy that outlines the procedure for requesting time off and deadline for submitting the request and any restriction or limitation on vacation time. And the second solution is, like Opey said, communicating effectively so that the companies can manage holiday scheduling and maintain a smooth workplace during the holiday season. I agree. I agree. Yep. Me too. Right. Yep. So let's move into our open discussion. And this kind of popped into my head since we're talking about Christmas in the workplace. You know, Christmas is a very um, cheerful time and there's bound to be Christmas parties, like company parties. Yeah. So then the problem arises with sexual harassment. Have you guys ever experienced um, or have you seen like a coworker, you know, getting sexually harassed during Christmas times? This um, for news um, about Australia's ho uh, Christmas holiday party, there's a lot of sexual harassment happening mm. like there. In Australia? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Like uh, more than half of the women have been able to experience sexual uh, abuse like a, a harassment. So uh, probably okay. like a, uh, like in every two, there have one who has been sexual uh, harassment sexual. So do you think it's probably because it's like a party setting that there's like yeah, alcohol yeah. and everyone's just like, oh, you know, we're finally done. Like, let's get loose. And, you know. It's always, it's all always <laughs> happened like after drink, you know. Yeah. 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 Employees, this can lead to a huge, huge um damage on like, emotionally and psychologically. And that can lead to a reduced job satisfa um, satisfaction and productivities. Oh my gosh, yes. Like if you were in a place where you were sexually harassed, like would you want to go back? I don't think so. I don't think anybody wants to put themselves in that sort of place. They're trying to looking for another job and another better workplace environment. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think the, the sexual harassment is like an actual big problem in the Netherlands now. Because uh, even like uh, Dutch celebrities, uh, they get caught at the moment and everyone has to resign to protect themselves. So yeah, we have to make sure it doesn't happen anywhere, but it happens even even with celebrities. Yeah, I can and, imagine. Even though uh, places are putting like zero tolerance policy, I feel like it still happens whether it's because of the lack of managerial like supervision or mm -hmm. maybe it just happens so like under the table that nobody really knows. Well, in a lot of cases, it, it, it is the manager's responsible too. So it's like- It really is, it really is. Not the fox watching the hen house here. I mean, <laughs> give me a break with that. It, okay. Yeah, it's, and like to Yope's point, especially like celebrities, people, it, it's, it's where there's power. It's where there's like this kind of, uh, free flowing of like drugs, alcohol, all these things do go hand in yeah. hand for better or for worse. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
I feel like managers should implement like a system, like a better system to either report anonymously or just, you know, make the company a safe place where no one would feel like they're in trouble if they were to report it. Because I feel like that fear is still there, whether it be female or male, you know, it's still nerve wracking, whether you go to report to your manager, be like, hey, you know, someone's sexually harassing me. Like, I feel like- it's no win scenario because it's like think about it if you if you're uh, uh, somebody who considers you identify as female you go up and you report and you're going in many cases you can be retaliated against and if mm-hmm. you consider yourself to present traditionally masculine it's it, it's dema it's emasculating in some cases it's like yeah. you, you get called out like oh you, you're a man you shouldn't be saying stuff like that and it's like yeah I hate that I, I hate like, that so much exactly. I hate that so much like what like men can get sexually harassed like what like what's up with that exactly yeah no it's it's definitely worth it's something more people should be aware of I agree yeah, yeah I feel like we should all kind of be more open about it and you know take it for like not take it for granted like you know like really listen to what they're saying and you know do something about it you Mm -hmm. know don't just be like oh you know we'll think about something no like actually do it yeah exactly yeah action not word actually not words exactly all right so let's move on to the last round so these will be the concluding points in five words I don't know if you guys have thought about them yet but I will go first so since I talked about culture and being inclusive I think I'm gonna say make everyone feel they're involved I like that yeah nice one (laughs) a lot of brevity there uh so for me I would say um diverse beliefs require dynamic customs in that you've got such changing of like cultures and values it's going to take a equal or excess of that changing the uh the approach to it your your customs have to change too in other exactly. words exactly you got to take a yeah, different that sounds, approach that sounds powerful i like that <laughs> i think i just chose five random words for my part like uh the first one is planning flexible cultures recognition and appreciating i think uh, those were the five words for uh within the communication part yeah yeah that's good and for mine about the scheduling problem my five words should be um policy and communication are the key Mm -hmm. oh good good one it's a good one as i said the actual pay for those who work on holidays, I will say, let our employees feel valued. Mm-hmm. That's very important. Mm-hmm. Yep, you have to let your employees and workers feel. Yeah, that you should respect to the employees. Yeah, because they work for you actually. Yeah. So that they feel included and valued. Yeah, take care of your employees so they can take care of your customers. Yep. All right, well, that is it for our hot topics. So we have a talked about, here's the buzz, um, what everyone's um, articles, we've talked about that. And then we've also talked about our hot topics, what each person said and their challenges and their issues and our five concluding words. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Yope, for coming on and joining with us and talking with us. Um, we really things. appreciate your time. Uh, many thanks. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank and you. Thanks again. Yeah.